0: You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Numbers chapter 23, verses 1 through 6, preparing to hear from God. Balak, king of Moab, was intimidated by the more than two million Israelites approaching his territory, and he feared he would be defeated by them as nearby kings had been. So he and the nearby king of Midian hired Balaam, a prophet from Syria, to come and curse Israel in the hopes that they could then defeat them. Balak brought Balaam to a height where he could see part of the camp of Israel in the wilderness. Balaam tells Balak, Build me seven altars here, and prepare seven bulls and seven rams for me. Balak did as Balaam said, and the two of them offered a bull and a ram on each altar. They seemed to know that much about the God of Israel that he required animal sacrifices. Then Balaam said to Balak, Stay here beside your offering while I go aside. Perhaps the Lord will come to meet with me. Whatever he reveals to me, I will tell you. Then he went off to a barren height. Balaam could not control the message, and he could not even be sure he would be given a message. So he said, Perhaps the Lord will come to meet with me. God did meet with him, and Balaam told him, I have prepared seven altars, and on each altar I have offered a bull and a ram. Even though Balaam offered sacrifices on pagan altars, God still spoke to him and through him. God sent him back to Balak. He returned to Balak and the Moabite officials, who were standing beside their offering. Verses 7-12, through 12, <clears throat> Balaam's first oracle and Balak's response. Balaam's message is sometimes called an oracle. An oracle can be both the message and the messenger through whom God, or a god, speaks. This was his message. Balak brought me from Aram, the king of Moab from the eastern mountains. Come, he said, curse Jacob for me. Come, denounce Israel. How can I curse those whom God has not cursed? How can I denounce those whom God, the Lord has not denounced? From the rocky peaks I see them. From the heights I view them. I see a people who live apart and... Do not consider themselves one of the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob or number even a fourth of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous, and may my final end be like theirs. He says he was summoned by Balak from Aram or Syria with the command to curse Israel on his behalf. But he knows he cannot curse or denounce anyone whom the Lord has not cursed or denounced. He sees Israel in the valley. He knows they are different and separate from other nations. He says they are innumerable, and even a fourth of them could not be counted. He could see they were divided into four sections around the tabernacle. If even a part could not be counted, neither could the whole. While this was hyperbole, since they had been counted in the census, It harkens back to God's promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that their descendants would be as innumerable as the stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore. Balaam even wished to share in their blessing. Many desire the death of the righteous, but are unwilling to live the life of the righteous. They want the reward of saints in heaven, but not the journey of saints on earth. To say this was not what Balak was expecting was an understatement. He says to Balaam, what have you done to me? I brought you to curse my enemies, but you have done nothing but bless them. But Balaam is not apologetic, since he had clearly told him in advance, Must I not speak what the Lord puts in my mouth? Verses 13-17, to 17, preparing for the second oracle. Undeterred, Balak thought a location change would change the message. He brought him to a spot on the top of Mount Pisgah, where he could see just a portion of the camp of Israel. He again built seven altars and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Balaam told him to stay by the offering while he met with God. God sent him back with the message for Balak. Balak and the Moabite officials were anxiously waiting and asked, What did the Lord say? Verses 18 through 26, Balaam's second oracle and Balak's response. This was Balaam's second message. Arise, Balak, and listen. Hear me, son of Zippor. God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot change it. No misfortune is seen in Jacob, no misery observed in Israel. The Lord their God is with them. The shout of the king is among them. God brought them out of Egypt. They have the strength of a wild ox. There is no divination against Jacob, no evil omens against Israel. It will now be said of Jacob and of Israel, See what God has done. The people rise like a lioness. They rouse themselves like a lion. That does not rest till it devours its prey and drinks the blood of its victims. Balaam addresses his message directly to Balak. In contrast to people who are unreliable and changeable, God is faithful, truthful, and unchangeable. Therefore, his words always come to pass. Job also knew he was not dealing with an equal. He says, He is not a mere mortal like me that I might answer him, that we might confront each other in court. The Mormons don't believe in this transcendence of God. They believe the lie of Satan that they can be gods and that God was once a flesh and bones man who was exalted to be God. They say, as man is, God once was. As God is, man may become. Contrary to Balak's command to curse Israel, Balaam said he had received a command from God to bless, as God has blessed them, and therefore it cannot be reversed. God had mercifully set aside the iniquity in Israel. And this is shocking, after all we've read about Israel's grumbling and rebellion. But this is God's assessment of them, and that's all that matters. Because God is with his people, Balaam foresees a future king among them. This refers to the Messiah who would bring the blessings of the Abrahamic covenant on all nations. He reaffirms what they already knew, that 40 years earlier God brought them out of Egypt. Balak had feared, this horde is going to lick up everything around us as an ox licks up the grass of the field. So Balaam said, they have the strength of a wild ox. He said it was impossible to curse Israel through sorcery. This was a rebuke of both Balak and himself. They were going to enter a land filled with superstition and occult practices, but Israel need not fear. God was stronger than anything they would encounter. Israel's future was bright, and it would be attributed to God. They were as strong as lions and would devour their prey, which represented their enemies. This image of a lion referred to Judah, the tribe through whom the Messiah would come. Frustrated that Balaam has now blessed Israel a second time, he tells Balaam, neither curse them at all nor bless them at all. But Balaam answered, did I not tell you I must do whatever the Lord says? Verses 27 to 29, preparing for the third oracle. Balak's spiritual dullness is astonishing. He doesn't get it. So he thinks a third location change will make the difference. So he takes Balaam to the top of Mount Peor, which overlooks the wasteland. This was the location of a temple to Baal. They again build seven altars there and offer a bull and a ram on each altar. Scarlet Threads. So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or application to the gospel do we find in this chapter? God gave Balaam a message. God also gives his word to his people through the Holy Spirit. Balaam said God did not lie or change his mind because he was unchangeable. This is still true. He is reliable and constant. Balaam described Israel as dwelling alone or separate from other nations. Likewise, God's people, the church, are set apart from the world or sanctified. We are unique. Balaam desired the blessing of Israel for himself hoping to die the death of the righteous so his final end would be like theirs. Our lives should make the gospel appealing to others. Balaam recognized that God has blessed Israel and he could not reverse it. This was an admission of defeat of God's enemies, and like the devil who cannot change that he is defeated, so it makes him angry, God's blessing cannot be undone. Balaam recognized that God was with them. He came to earth in human form, so he was called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And God is with us eternally through the indwelling Holy Spirit. The theme of God's presence with his people runs throughout scripture. Balaam's oracle foresaw a future king, the Messiah, or king of the Jews, who would fulfill the Abrahamic covenant blessing on all nations. This was Jesus. Balaam said it would be said of Israel, See what God has done. Israel's God is our God, and he neither slumbers nor sleeps. Israel was protected because their God was God. Balaam described Israel as strong as a lion. The believer can do all things through Christ, the Lion of Judah, and are more than conquerors through him. Even though Balak told Balaam not to bless or curse Israel, he could not hold back, but had to say whatever God told him. Prophets were always compelled to speak God's word, like Jeremiah, who says, But if I say, I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name. His word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. And the Apostle Paul said, For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. You've been listening to the podcast Bible Companion Series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Numbers chapter 24. May God bless the study of his word.